0: Sundays should be a joyful day. Okay? Sundays should be one of those joyful days in life because we come together to worship God, to give to God, okay? to give our time, to give our money, our tithes or offerings to God, uh, to, to connect with Him, to connect with each other. And uh, we are so glad that we have the privilege of doing that. And uh, I remember in Saudi how it was so scary Okay, during those days, I'm talking about in uh, uh, 80 before 95, uh, how it was so scary uh, to carry the Bible and go for prayer. We will go one by one or two by two into the hall, into the house where we used to worship together. And uh, we can be caught anytime. And uh, sadly, my team, after I left, just six months, I left on May uh, uh, 21st, I left. And same year, December, my team was caught and they were put in jail. And uh, they were deported. Uh, they were put in jail for two months. And then they were they were tortured. And then they were deported. So why I'm saying this is. It's a privilege that God has given to us. You know, to be here. And to worship God. The freedom which God has given to all of us. And uh, we should be really thankful to God. Because i had been there in such a. Oppressive place. And see the freedom here. It gives me so much of joy. What a privilege it is. For all of us. Let's look to God in prayer. Father, we are so glad that we, your children, have this freedom to worship you in spite of, Lord, uh, the uh, the policies of the government, Lord, against the Christians. Yet we are so privileged that we can come to worship you in this place. We thank you for this freedom. We thank you for this school that has opened this place for us. Father, bless us. Minister to us. Speak to us. Hide me behind the cross. Let this message be for me, be for us let there be a challenge, let there be a transformation. May you confront a lot of our status quo. May you, may you challenge us, O oh God. May you change us, convict us. Into your hands we commit ourselves. to the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. This morning I wanted to share with you uh, from God's word on the second coming versus the first coming of Jesus Christ. The second coming versus the First coming of Jesus Christ. You know, not just the Christians alone who believe that Jesus is coming back again, but even the Muslims believe. They believe that Jesus will come back to judge. You know, it's not going to be Prophet Muhammad as they uh, call upon him, but uh, they rever rever him. But they believe that Jesus is coming
1: back. To judge
0: the world. Okay, and uh, that's truth. And Zechariah chapter fourteen and verse four, the Bible says. Uh, Christ is coming back. The Messiah is coming back. His feet will touch the Mount Olives and Mount Olives will split from east to west and very interesting. And it will move north to south. You understand? It will split and then one part will go forward and one part will go backward. It has not taken place, but the Bible says it's going to take place one day. Jesus is coming back again. You can read that in uh, Zechariah chapter 14 and verse 4. And Jesus promised his disciples, "See, I'm coming back again. He said that in that famous scripture that we all know in John chapter 14 verses 1 to 3. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe in me. For in my father's house are many mansions and if it were not so, I would have told you. I will go there to prepare a place for you and when it is done, I'll come back to receive you unto myself. So Jesus very clearly said that he's coming back again. And when can this coming be? Do Can we know it? Is it uh, really going to take place? Um, and I can say only two things. Uh, one is positive. The other one is negative. I don't know when he's coming back. But I also know when he's coming back. You understand? I don't know when he's coming. But I also know. I'll tell you why I say both. I don't know because Jesus himself said. I don't know. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 36 said. About that day. Or how no one knows. But not even the angels in heaven. know the son but only the father. So he said only the father knows. What's going to take place. When Jesus is going to come back. When God is going to send Jesus back into this world. And when I say I know when He's going to come. Because the revelation 1-1 said. Which must shortly take place. It's going to take place shortly. I'm not going to say the exact time. But shortly it's going to take place. That's what the Bible says. And in the book of Daniel, if you read, the Bible says that Daniel said that in the later days, in the uh, later days, later on, some th- things will take place. And he was giving us that a, as a prophesy. Prophecy. Now, for Daniel, it was later. But for John, soon. That means the things that he mentioned that time was later for him. But times have, time have passed and John has come to a place where he said soon it's going to take place. That's what the revelation from God. If you read John chapter 1 beautifully it says how God sent his angels and uh, told about Jesus to through the angel to John so that John will tell the church. John will tell the church what? That Jesus is coming back again soon. And the signs and tensions that are in the world that's happening really point to the second coming of Jesus. It's really pointing to the second coming of Jesus. And we, when I was growing up uh, as a small boy, as a new believer, uh, I remember from 19, 18, 19, I accepted the Lord. And as I was growing in the churches there, I heard lots about the second coming, all night prayer about second coming, prayers about second coming, preaching about second coming. Books, magazines used to be about second coming of Jesus Christ. Today, it's all replaced by how we can be successful Christians. How we can be achievers in Christ. How we can, you know, do great signs. How we can prophecy. How we can, you know, do this, do that. You know, so many other things are replaced by the church of Jesus Christ in in general. If you read, uh, if you have the habit of listening to uh, teachings in the YouTube, you'll be shocked To see some of the things, let me tell you, I can't even tell it from the pulpit what are the evil that is happening, filth that is happening. That is not just happening, that is done openly, recorded and put in the YouTube. You understand? That is, they say it's part of the Christian message. So painful, so sad. My dear brother, my dear sister, we are in the last days we don't know when christ is coming but it's going to take place in the near future we don't know we don't know when but it's sometimes i miss my wife i think oh second coming is uh, come and she is taken up you know i'm left behind <laughs> and uh, you know sometimes you feel you know second coming takes place uh, you, know, uh, you know you miss somebody and you think that second, second coming has already taken place my dear brother, my dear sister, a day is coming surely, definitely, 100% second coming of Jesus is there. And when I was in the Middle East, when there was a war taking place between Kuwait and uh, Iraq, people started to calculate and say Saddam Hussein is the Antichrist. 666. You know, they calculate, you know, some of the, some of our names, if you put together, give numbers and put together, there will be many 666 in this hall only. <laughs> okay don't 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 get frightened, okay, some of our children will name them, you know lovely names, and if you count the numbers, put the numbers for each uh, alphabet and you see the letter you see, you'll find that it is six, six six sometimes, so don't worry about that With all these things, calculations, you know Hitler is Saddam. Hussein, Obama was Saddam Hussein and, you know, and uh, you know you buy a product, there is 666 there behind. These things, please do not believe it. The Bible says very clearly not even the son knows only the father knows when he's coming but he's coming back. He's coming back and I, we will go into that and what, much of what John has said that is going to take place. Lies in the future. It's already nearing. It's already nearing. And uh, the fulfillment is a process. It's not a crisis. You know it has started when Jesus came. He inaugurated the kingdom of God. He inaugurated the second coming. He inaugurated. He said I've come. And I'm going to come back again. And he set the process in place. It's not a crisis. It's not that it will just happen one time alone. But it's already started. But it will culminate in his second coming to receive all of us to be with him. And the Bible says it will be like a thief in the night. But it's a process that leads to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And uh, he says in Revelation one 7, Behold, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him. Even those who pierced him and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. You know, uh, I have a guy who's who's an RSS guy and uh, I came to know him through a group. And then finally, we used to chat with each other. Uh, Sometimes he'll be very nasty about the Bible, Christians, pastors, ministries, even about Christ. And uh, sometimes I'll get so frustrated, you know, when he say, I'll tell him, one day you will know. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I don't say out of love. (laughs) You know, (laughs) more of a one day you will know who is Christ. But at the same time, sometimes I sent like that SMS to messages to him. Then I also feel, no, that's not the way I should be. Then I put another same. I wish you also knew what I know about Jesus. I wish you also knew what I know about Jesus, that I'm touched and saved. You understand? People have a different opinion about Christ. Some of them pinpoint some of the things what Christian missionaries had done. The Inquisition and Goa and uh, the missionaries how they forced Christianity into some of us, you know, some of our grand parents, they did not come to Christ because they loved Christ. They were forced into that. That's true. Please, let's accept that. We have to to accept that and live with that pain that, you know, we were people who were forced into Christianity but thank God that we are saved by his grace and we are worshipping. You understand, we know the truth. Some or the other, we came to know the truth and we are so thankful to God. And when Christ comes, there will be four things that will take place. You know, he's coming back. Four things quickly. First one, he will bring retribution. I'd already mentioned this earlier. He will bring retribution. The Bible says in Psalm 98 and verse 9, let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples with equity of fairness. So you're the psalmist, hundreds of years ago, he mentions he is coming back. Let us sing before the Lord. Why? Because he is a judge who is coming back. He is a judge who is coming back and he will judge the world in righteousness. He is not going to be favorable for to Prem Kumar because he preached about the sick income. You understand? He will judge me fairly. When I say Prem, this is your reward. I have to keep my mouth, this is your shame, I have to keep my mouth shut and receive it. Because he will do that in righteousness and in equity. It will be same for everyone all over the world. And 2nd Corinthians 5.10, Paul said for we all for, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due for us, things w- done w- while in the body, whether good or bad. So Paul is mentioning the psalmist mentioned, Paul mentions that he's coming back again, but thank God that he has saved us. You know the Bible says in Psalm one hundred and three that uh, you know he he does not he did not treat us according to our sins deserve, but instead he gave forgiveness he showed forgiveness and he has redeemed us. He has given us that gift of salvation. And we all know that famous scripture. I do not know how many of us ever quote this again and again. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Quote the scripture. Sit down, meditate and we can sing beautiful things to God from this song alone alone, because of his love. God so loved the world. There are 25 in King James Version. There are 25 words in that uh, scripture and in that 25 words the whole world is mention the message for the whole world is given it talks about forgiveness it talks about love it talks about the care for the whole world from the heart of god but he will bring retribution he wants everyone to be saved that's the heart of god he doesn't want people to die he wants people to be to, to live to know him but he will bring retribution there's no doubt about it the second one he will reward the faithful people He will reward the faithful. First, he will bring retribution. Then there is a reward for the faithful people. Today, in the world, there's so much of evil. Drugs and, uh, you know, alcoholism and so many other evil. Lust, you know, is just uh, permeating into every area of our multimedia. Mobiles, uh, you know, laptops. You don't need to go into such uh, things uh, to watch all that. Suddenly, it will come. Why? Because that's how the world is getting tuned. world is getting tuned to inflict evil into our minds. And uh, the Bible says in the midst of all this, God is calling me. God is calling you. God is calling us to be what? To be faithful. Faithful is when nobody is saying, Only God is saying. I know. So I remain faithful to God. I have a heart that fears God. I have a heart that trembles. And I tell you, God will reward the faithful. It is difficult to be faithful in this world, but it is not impossible. It is not impossible. You know, they say in uh, Nemans, more number of youth are getting treated for pornography addiction than for other substance abuse. You know that? In Nemans, more people, young people, are getting treated for pornography addiction than even for drugs and other substance abuse. So you can understand how much filter is infiltrated. Seduction of the faithful is happening very easily. And it's at the peak. It will never, please note, he will never be at the back of people who are weak and in his team. Okay. He will always target the people, the opposite party MLAs. Okay, we are all opposite party MLAs like Saudi so Opposition is targeting you and me to pull us into its team. And it's, e- it's, e- it's, a, it's easy. And uh, as, I to- as I told you earlier, most, some of the most shameful things are happening in a Christian world. And uh, it's happening in the West. It's happening in other parts of the world. And what we heard that time, now we see that happening in Indian churches. Indian churches. Be very careful. We can be easily easily seduced into believing evil as good. Be careful of the doctrines that come, the messages that come, the, the the teachings that come into your mobiles, into the groups. Be very careful. Don't read. You know, if you and I can really study the word, I'll tell you, even the very first line or two, few lines, when they talk, you and I will know whether it is right or wrong teaching. We will know that. There was a man in in the United States um, uh, uh, customs, I think. So wherein he would uh, check the counterfeit notes, he will check it. So he was so fast. As soon as a bundle is given, he'll be able to pick out the counterfeit note and throw it and keep the original aside. So they asked him, how do you know? So fast you're able to detect. You know, his reply was, I handle the original so much That I know how the original feels. The very touch will let me know what is the original dollar bill is. So when the counterfeit comes, I know this is wrong. My hands tell me this is wrong and I keep it aside. And uh, human being, similarly in your life and my life, when you know and I know the truth, I tell you we will keep away all these unwanted teachings. He's going to reward the faithful. And the Bible tells us that Jesus will say, well down the good and faithful servant. He's not going to say talented servant. You preached great sermons, You sang well. You played music. You did this. You did that. You helped the poor. All that is not going to be the number one criteria. Those things are good. Those things are important. But the number one criteria is have I done that? Have we done that in faithfulness? in faith, are we faithful? Are we faithful? And Colossians 3 23 to 24, the Bible says, Whatever you do, whatever you lay your hands upon to do, do it as unto the Lord and not unto men. This was one scripture that I will never forget. This was the scripture that Uncle Dinakaran's father gave it to me when I was a, a boy growing up. And he said, Pray, remember this, whatever you do. Check whether you're doing it as unto the Lord or to please people or to please yourself. Whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord and not unto men. And God will definitely reward. And uh, he said in Revelation 2.10, be faithful unto death. So he's going to reward the faithful. Be faithful unto uh, even unto death. Not till we die, but even at the cost of our lives, God is calling us to be faithful. There was a uh, Uh, man who suddenly came inside with fully masked with a gun. He said, all those who are naming the name of Christ, if you're going to still believe, you stay here, we are going to shoot you dead. And others leave. And 99% of the people left. Okay. And uh, they thought the pastor also left. And the pastor removed the mask. And he said, this is me. You know, he tried to check his own church. How many people are there? 99% of the people left. I wanted to ask you one thing. If this government tells you and me, if you, I catch you, if the RSS will stand here, if I catch you taking the Bible coming in here, how many of us will still come? Get hit? Bleed? Even die? Can I ask you this? Please don't mistake me. I'm asking myself. Also. God is calling you and me. Pray come to that level easy for you to preach easy for you to talk but are you willing to stand there and come even if you hit me i will come to worship god we have zoom today you can't say i'll just put my leg there have a coffee there on the side you know in between fidget with the you know message or you know something else and you know then listen to the sermon i'll tell you everything has got a reward be faithful unto death. God is calling you and me. And uh, the next one is, is going to recreate the earth. The whole world you know, is filled with evil. And he wants to give you and me a beautiful place for us to live. Shah Jahan built. Is right? No? Shah Jahan built Taj Mahal. Okay. And uh, he spent so much of money. He wanted uh, Mumtaz you know, to lie down near that river at the side of the river banks, He built such a huge one with marble for the dead body to be there. That was his concern for his dead wife. It is said that among all the wives he liked this girl. That's why he made built a uh, Taj Mahal for her. Now, think of it. A human being wants his dead wife, dead body of his wife To be lying on such a beautiful marble shaped place. Imagine for you and me his people created, recreated in his image, redeemed by his blood. How much he wants you and me to live on this earth. He's going to recreate this world. At the same time, what is so significant for you and me? Is it something very nice for our ears? But I wanted to tell you, it is nice to hear that but it also tells us that you and I are responsible for the things on this earth. To take care of this earth. Ecological concerns. Are we concerned? Is there a concern? Maybe one day, if God willing, I'll preach on this because it's part of our Christian message min, ma, Message in the Bible. How God is concerned. The Bible, the pastor has mentioned I think la, last time or this time, the whole earth is, I think, even prayer time, he mentioned. The whole earth is groaning to be redeemed Romans. Not only we, the spirit is groaning with us and not only that, even the earth is groaning for redemption. Created by God to glorify God and humans are destroying it. I don't have time to go into that but I wanted to tell you that he is going to take an account of all the people who are disregarded this earth and destroy the ecology and other types of evil be very careful ask God Lord what can I contribute towards this place and the next one is he will reign forever and ever he will bring retribution he will reward he will recreate the earth and finally he is going to reign forever and ever revelations 30, or 21 3 he says and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying look God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. He's going to dwell with you and me. And then he goes on to say they will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He's going to reign forever and ever. He's going to be with you and me and we're going to be with them. Revelation 11:15. the Bible says the seventh angel sounded and the this is the message and the kingdom's or the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. The kingdom of the world, not the kingdoms, the kingdom of the world is going to be submitted to the lordship and the kings the, king, uh, the kingship of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says and he will reign forever and ever. And let me tell you, we will also, the Bible says, will reign with him. That's the beauty. We will Reign with me. You can't say, pa, pa, pa. you can tell pastor, you can tell us saying that, no, I can't do this, I can't do that. But with God, you and I will not be able to say anything. We will reign with him. And some of you are not involved in serving God. Get ready. That day it will be very uncomfortable. Okay when god hands so oh, hands uh, some of the responsibilities to you to get get it done he will we will reign with him that's what the bible says in second timothy chapter 2 verses 11 to 12 church of jesus christ have heard the first coming so well and we have accepted and we are also hearing about the second coming of christ but the painful thing is there are many who have never heard the first coming of Jesus until now. Last Sunday, Dr. Spurgeon said that somebody asked him or told him the name of Jesus. And that person said in the market, what type of a fish it is. We heard so many stories and same thing the missionaries in India have told us. When we mention the name of Jesus, they ask us, can we vote for him? Which party he belongs to? Is he a doctor? Is he this is he that they have never heard the name of Jesus they have never heard the name of Jesus in the preparation for our second coming, let us not miss out the second uh, the first coming of Jesus to share it with others. now, in the light of the second coming of Jesus, what should be our response? What should be our care for this message that Jesus is coming back again. The first one is you and I have to continuously long for purity, for transformation. Huh. There was a big advertisement. I don't know how many of you saw that. Bima Gold Jewelers, you know, near, uh, near Kundana, not Kundanali, it's at Marathali Ring Road Junction on top on the Skywalker's foot. Enjoy the power of Purity. Enjoy the power of purity. Be my gold. You know, amazing thing. When I read that, I was thinking, okay, a world recognizes purity, the power of purity. And many, many years ago, your God and my God had mentioned about the power of purity. The power of purity. And the gospel is meant for that. To bring into you and me the power of purity. First John chapter three verse two and three, I read to you, dear friends. Now we are children of God. Okay, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known to us. It's going to be amazing. Imagine children of God itself is such a privilege. What it's going to be in the future, but we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like Him. For we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. And what God is calling you and me in the light of Christ's second coming is be ready. Be not getting ready. You understand? Never getting ready. Be ready. You and I have to look to God. And say, Lord, keep me ready every day. Our spiritual baggage should be packed and kept. Anytime he comes, we will be caught up and go with him. And God is calling you and me, purify yourself. How? You and I cannot do it on our own, by depending on him. Continuous transformation. And Matthew chapter 24 and 34, he said, Jesus said, so you also must be ready because the son of man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. You should also be ready. Not getting ready. You're traveling somewhere, you can iron your clothes, you can get everything done and then pack and then go. But this is not going to be the case with the second coming. It's not that from today I will start until the second coming I will get ready. God is saying be ready. It's a continuous transformation. He has touched us. He has transferred to us the gift of salvation. And he's teaching you and me from his word. And he wants to keep on transforming us into his likeness. And each time we yield For the transformation, we are ready. You understand what I'm saying? Not that we are getting ready. Each time we yield ourselves for the transformation, we are ready for a second coming. Christian life is not a comfortable one. Some of the songs today are so funny. You know, so far away. Related from what Paul and Peter and others suffered in the Bible. It was a suffering. It was a combat. It's not a comfortable life. Christian life is a combat. Combat with the powers of enemy. It wants to infiltrate into your heart and my heart continuously. And we are in a combat with the powers of evil. Even an army soldier will have rest. But for a Christian soldier, there's no rest. Please note that. Note that. If you and I are comfortable having rest, that means we are on the wrong side. Please understand, we are on the wrong side. We are not on the right side. We are not getting. We are not ready for a second coming. If Satan is not touching you and me, you know, to uh, to, to bring his evil into us, not because he's scared of you and me, it's because you and I are in his team. May God help you and me. Sorry for saying that strong statement. You and I have to ask God, Lord, I want to get into this combat mode. I want to be ready all the time. When evil comes to strike me, I want to keep it away. And the Bible say holiness without which no man shall see God. And the Bible says, blessed are the pure not for they shall see God. We will see God, not just the physical appearance, but we will see the presence of God, the influence of God, the living presence of Christ inside us. The Bible says in John chapter 14 and verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. And he said, I will pray the father and he will give you another comforter. And the disciples were all confused. How can this be? How can this be? Explain to us. And Jesus says in 21, he that hath my commandments and keeps them the same as he that loves me. And he that loves me will be loved of my father. I will love him and will manifest myself to him. What does he mean? he says we will experience the living presence of god in our lives and then still more disciples still more questions they had in verse 22 when 21 he said this 22 they had another question how can this be and jesus said if a man loves me in 24 or 23 if a man loves me he will keep my words and my father will love him we will come unto him and make our abode with him this is the height to which god wants to take you and me the church where the fullness of God filling you and me. Paul said in Ephesians 3, the last words he said that we can be filled with the fullness of God. Filled with the fullness of God. And he said that in John chapter, I'm sorry, Romans chapter 15 29. He said when I come to you, I know that's that, that phrase I really was uh, was uh, was really very interesting for me. And I know that when I come to you. I will come to you with the fullness of the blessing. Of the gospel of Christ. I know. And I keep asking Lord. I want to experience this. I know he says. How can he know. That he will go with the fullness of the blessing. Of the gospel of Christ. Today when we go for ministry. We want to fast and pray. Why? Because there will be Satan there. And there will be a demon possessed people. They have to be cast out. Or we have to do a good preaching. You know, show off to the world, you know, take two crutches. You know, that day I saw on the Facebook one, one preacher from Bangalore. All crutches, both the hands, you know, smiling and showing. He's going to have a healing crusade. I saw the crutches, all new crutches. Okay, all new crutches. I zoomed in and so sorry for saying all that, but I tell you, that's how the world has come to, the Christian ministry has come to. God is not calling you and me to show crutches and you know, all that. God is asking us To make the devil an invalid. A devil the invalid. That's what if you read the scriptures. That's what it says. Be innocent. Regarding evil. Be wise regarding what is good. Be innocent regarding what is evil. And the God of peace. Will crush Satan under your feet shortly. It's not a disconnect. Those are all connected. There are two things God is calling you and me. And then there is something else. So God is calling you and me to a continuous sanctification, asking God. We had a beautiful time, 21 days of prayer. I'm sure you know most of you were able to join, but some of you were not able to join. But I wanted to encourage you, these are the times when you can join in these times of prayer. There would be in the community the transferring of God's grace and presence into each one's life. There would be a transformation happening through those prayers. Something will happen in the spiritual realm. And when we as a church began. The Bible said when the church prayed something was happening. And when the church prayed something was will happen. And when you and I are together. We will all be part of that great thing what God does. And uh, you and I have to come back. I told you evil very much. Anger. Wrath. Wrath fury. Malice blasphemy, filthy language, speaking ill of others, slandering, backbiting, carrying tales, covetousness, greediness, love of money, anxiety, fear, worry, deceit, vengeful intentions, jealousy, pride, spiteful lifestyle, insinuating talks, manipulative attitude, gossip, unsatisfied life, laziness. The list can... Go on and on. You and I can make a big list. Are we combating these things in our life? Lust. Are we combating all these things in our life with the grace and the strength of God? Are these part of our life? I'm not saying we, we, are, we can be perfect. I'm saying, are we getting sanctified in the light of the second coming of Jesus? God, Jesus is saying, be ready. Be ready. It is very difficult. I'm not saying the Christian life is a difficult life. And don't ever think, oh, he's like that, she's like that, they're like that, this preacher is like that preacher, this pastor is like that pastor. All that is not going to help. You and I are responsible for our souls. Please note that. You and I are responsible for our souls. You know what? um, I'll I'll come to you later. Uh, Morning, I was just, as I was praying, this thought came to The voice of God Will speak through the sense of our conscience. God will not come and speak to him. Don't do this. You understand? The voice of our conscience, He will use it to speak to us, and the voice of the devil will deaden the conscience. You understand? The voice of the devil will deaden the conscience. He'd say nothing. So look at him. Look at her. See. Look at your. My brother was a preacher. Look at this pastor. Look at this evangelist. They are doing this. You also can do it. No problem. Then you can go and ask God forgiveness. That's the voice of the enemy. But the voice of God will speak through a conscience saying, don't do this. Or if you have done something or said something, you it will it'll tell us, you have done evil. Reconcile. Ask God. And as you repent and as you heal yourself, the cleansing takes place that's how we become sanctified it's not that you can I, you and I can go for a bath and come and then you know be clean. Those are all different, but this is a sanctification that takes place. There was a huge tree in a park it was very beautiful, very huge, and a lot of people used to come you know and uh, take sh- uh, sit in the shade, have parties, picnic one day there was a light storm. The tree was very old. And the whole tree fell, damaging other trees and other plants. And uh, the people in the park, uh, they called uh, the experts to check. They checked and they found, even though the tree looked huge and with a lot of branches and leaves, there in the tree, in the middle of the trunk from inside, it was all eaten up by ants. It was all eaten up by those white ants. And because of that, even a small storm, the tree fell. A Christian life can be like that. We can be glamorous, we can be wonderful, we can sing, we can pray, we can preach great things. But when we allow these things to get inside and we're not going to do anything about it, I'll tell you, it's going to harm us one day. It's going to harm us one day. And in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 10 to 13, he said, but the day of the Lord is coming. You anticipate these things and make every effort to be found at peace with God, spotless and blameless in His sight. Peter also says the same thing. And the second one I want to share with you in the light of the second coming of Jesus is first is sanctification. The second one is sharing the gospel with others. Sharing the gospel with others. I told you millions have not heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. There is a huge crisis in our nation and many of us are not bothered. Many of us are not bothered. Today we churches are happy. Ministries are happy. I'm getting a crowd. I'm getting a collection. I'm getting this. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. That is ministry. Devil has really taken us away from the main thing. In the Bible you find riots the book of Acts. You know that? There were riots because of Christians. They went and shared the gospel somewhere and there was a city was on an uproar. Today, where do we stand sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ? Jeremiah chapter 12 uh, God cries out through the prophet. You can you have your Bibles, you can open it. 12, 11 They have made it desolate, desolate. It moans to me. The whole land is made desolate because no one takes it to heart. The whole land is desolate because no one takes it to heart. And NIV says they are laid waste because there is no one who cares. No one who cares. In Jeremiah's time, this was the heart cry of God. This is, the, this is my people. The whole land is getting destroyed, but nobody bothers about it. I wanted to ask all of us, what is our concern? What is our care for our land? And Jeremiah was also complaining. If you read Jeremiah 12, in the beginning, he said, oh Lord, this is prospering. That person is prospering. He was feeling very discouraged, dejected. And God intervenes in the same chapter. And then he tells him in 12, 5 and 6 if you have raced with men on foot and they have owned you out, how can you compete with horses? If you stumble in a peaceful land how will you do in the thickets of the Jordan? Even your brothers, your own father's household, even they have betrayed you. Even they have cried aloud against you. Do not trust them though they speak well of you. Look at the way God is explaining to you. Prophet Jeremiah who was discouraged. He's saying, yes, even your own brothers have done that to you. That is your condition. But remember one thing, Jeremiah, you're called to run with horses, not with ordinary people, not with people, run with horses, compete with horses. So be careful, take heart. And God promised Jeremiah, I will be with you. And you know, the beauty of God is In Jeremiah chapter 1, he said, I will be with you. I will speak through you. I have ordained you as a prophet. And you read the story of Jeremiah. We find in the beautiful even though Jeremiah was put in the dungeon, God was there. Everywhere God was there. Jeremiah wrote the beautiful um, scroll and kept it. Somebody told me um, uh, that uh, when when I lost 2,000 words of my thesis, somebody said, Jeremiah wrote the scroll and it was all Burnt. God told him to write again and he wrote it, so do it again. It was a great encouragement to me. Do it again. Don't sit and, you know, uh, spill over that, uh, cry over that spilled water. Do it again. I'm so glad that God has kept all this to encourage you and me. And your God is saying, you and I are called to run with horses, not with ordinary people. That means what? Our race is different. We are made to raise differently. So there will be challenges. There will be difficulties for us to share the gospel. But God wants us to share the gospel. The Bible says in Acts chapter 19 and verse 8, Paul entered the synagogue and spoke boldly there for three months. Imagine the condition he was there in. The people were against him. And every day, or every now and then he has to go into the synagogue for three months to share the good news of Jesus. Arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. He was persuading the people. And in Acts 17 16 it says, Paul was stirred in his spirit. You know, Jeremiah's discouraged. And God says, Jeremiah, I'm calling you to ru- I've called you to run with horses. Get up. And here the Bible says Paul is stirred in his spirit when he saw the whole city given itself to idolatry. My dear brother, my dear sister, he wants to save many people. He wants to bring many people in the light of Jesus. God is asking us to have a passion. in There's a beautiful passion fruit creeper. Beautiful flowers. Lovely flowers. You look Look at the flowers, you know, you really liked it from different angles, beautiful, but no fruit. So my wife complained to me, look at this tree, look at this creeper, so nice flowers, but no fruits. I said, what to do? The tree doesn't have any passion, so no passion fruit is coming. You understand? No passion in that plant, in that uh, no creeper, so no fruits are coming. Similarly with many Christians, no passion, so there's no fruit. May God help you and me. In 19, I think 1957, I think, or 1956, there was a group of young men, not really, I think five of them or six of them, they went from the United States uh, to Ecuador in South America to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with the people in the Amazon bases, the tribes there. They go on an helicopter, they circle that place and throw some gifts to them and try to befriend them. They're very fierce people, very poisonous people. So they were trying to befriend them and finally those people respond. So they land and they begin to build a good relation. Five days and they were responding well. Suddenly within that group there was a story that was spread that these people are doing something wrong. So the uh, elders came with poisonous spears killed all five of the missionaries. Young missionaries. And uh, and one of the missionaries was Jim Elliot. Nati Saint and Jim Elliot. and others were there and Jemiliet wrote before going there he said he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain something which he cannot lose he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain something which he cannot lose I hope you get it okay so what he means is what he is keeping for himself it has no value but when he gives it away, he's going to get something which has got a more value. Which can never perish. And the beauty of the story is, after these five missionaries died, their wives went back to the place to share the gospel. And I saw that video. It was very touching. And the guy who killed these five, one of the guys who killed was, uh, was uh, his name was uh, uh, let me get it to you. Mansi, I think. Mansi. So this guy uh, uh, invites the family to come afterwards. He accepts the Lord. And in that tribal area, Nathi Saints' son accepts the Lord. And, and you know who baptizes? This Mansi, the tribal head who killed these five missionaries, one of the five missionaries. He baptizes this guy, Steve, there in Ecuador, in the Amazon river or lake whatever, wherever it is. But what I am saying is this is the power of the gospel. They sacrificed. They went there to share the gospel. The, the wives went there again so bravely. They did not give up. They were running really with horses and they were winning. They won. You understand? They won. They share the gospel. They accepted the Lord. And one of the tribal guys is baptizing one of his victims' son there, and now the tribal head's grandson is a missionary who's taking the gospel to the entire place. Just put all these, you know, in the, in your YouTube stories about Jim Elliot, and you will find some interesting stories. You know, the documentary was very nice. I think I watched it twice, you no, know, to to know what really happened. My dear brother, my dear sister, God is calling you and me. Matthew chapter 28 verse 20 he's, God's, Jesus said three things. I am giving you an assignment. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. Then he said I have the authority and I share the authority with you. I'm giving you the assignment and I'm backing you with my authority because all authority is given to me in heaven and earth. And then he gives them an assurance I will be with you. Even to the end of the world. Okay. That means what? Even when we die, we will die in the arms of Jesus if we are sharing the gospel. Things may change in India. Things will become harder for us. Things will become difficult for us. We don't know when, but when it happens, God is asking you and me, will you be faithful? Will you show up your face and say, yes, this is my face. I am a believer. Do what you want or we'll go in and hide and say, no, 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 this is not mine. You know, one day um, ITI b- buses were there. They were very rough drivers those days. No, no buses. One day, that one of the drivers was driving very fast on the road. So some of these people were going in two-wheeler. They stopped on the highway somewhere on the outskirts of city. They stopped on the highway and they started to uh, confront the uh, driver. So immediately, two guys, one of them, both of them I know. Another guy got in, he was also from ITI. So he got in and tried, trying to support the driver and uh, trying to put those two fellows off. And those fellows, suddenly they removed a knife. You know, they are rowdy removed them. So you know what this fellow did? He was supporting the driver. He's telling, ma, these drivers are like that only. Take care of them. <laughs> you know, that fellow died, uh, we used to pull his leg and say, This is what you did. We can never trust you. I mean, we were joking. No, what I mean is sometimes we can become like that. Ah, this is not me. This is Pastor Abraham only is running the church. You catch him, sister Shobha, there, catch, and I and myself, my wife will go. Can we do that? You understand what I'm saying? God is calling us. Pray, church. We are called to run with horses. Run with horses. And God says. The assignment stands. The authority I give and the assurance of my presence is always there. May God help you and me. May God help you and me as we share the gospel with others. I would like to share a small testimony and then close. There was a, a, a girl she was working as a cleaner and I've shared this long back a cleaner in a car garage uh, UM cars uh, if you know that place and uh, one day morning I went there on 845 I, went, I want my car to be done first 845 I was waiting for the mechanics to come there was a little girl who was cleaning the whole place and suddenly she started to talk to me and uh, she, knew she was talking to me then she was talking to and then she asked me sir do you need tea do you need coffee I was very touched and uh, then I asked her, what's your name? She said, Amper Tenmuri. That means what, uh, uh, what is it? Language of honey or honey language. I said, yeah, you definitely talk like ten only. I told her. She was very happy. Then as I was talking to her, uh, she asked me, sir, in sir, I was wearing my, I was working before in the other church. I was wearing the tie. I said, sir, inna, sir, what are you doing, sir? I said, I'm a pastor. She said, what is a pastor? Then I told her. Then I told her about Jesus, who Jesus is. Then she said, "Sir, Where is your church? It's very nice to hear. Then I asked her, where is her house? She said, it's uh, near Jeevan Bibanaga. Then I told her to come over to the church. And that Sunday, this happened on a Saturday. Sunday next day, she was there in the church. And she meets me and she tells me, "Sir, I came, as you said, very nice church service. I will come again. Then I quickly got her a New Testament gave it to her. I said, read it. And sent her and I put her on with a castle leader nearby. And to make the whole story short, within the next few months, she accepts the Lord. She takes baptism. Then, after a few, one one year or so, she gets married in the church, same church. Then she is having two children. And Chitra, you may know, two of them. And uh, she had two children and she was there. She dedicated to I wanted to tell you, this is the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You understand? You share the gospel, you invite people to the church, and they will know Jesus. In case you're a software engineer working in other companies, your apartments, there may be people who will be sharing their pain, their agony. I'm not saying you and I can go, I'm not asking us to go like Paul and do it and cause riots. I'm saying even the apartments, even in your place where you live, when people say, I'm sick, I'm not well, tell them I will pray for you. Tell them, come over to church. Tell them to join our special times of prayer. And God will honor your commitment, your faith and touch those people and bring them into the fold. I'm so glad each time I think of the girl, Tain Maria, I really feel happy. A simple conversation, a simple invitation, how it has gone a long way in bringing Jesus Christ and bringing her into Jesus Christ. I want to invite you my dear brother, my dear sister. Second coming is going to happen. God is saying be ready on one side. On the other side there are people who have not heard about the first coming. Share the gospel with them. Let's close our eyes and look to God. Hallelujah. Praise you Father. Praise you Lord. Praise you Father. Praise you, Lord. The gospel of Jesus Christ is alive. It is alive to change us, to transform us, to sanctify us,
1: to make us what he has intended for you and me,
0: to be changed into his likeness. Jesus said be ready not getting ready like we get we get over a period of time getting ready to go somewhere Jesus said be ready second morning says my son my daughter I called you to run with the horses not with ordinary people the challenges you will be facing are huge and if you cannot run with ordinary people, how will you run with horses? Tell the Lord, Lord, help me to know that your assignment is always there for me. Help me to respond to the assignment, to share the gospel. Help me to believe and lean on your authority. And help me to find comfort in your assurance of your presence. God will do that. I just want to invite someone here who wants to pray. Anyone who here wants to pray on behalf of all of us as a pastor, I can pray. but anyone here in the congregation who wants to pray on behalf of all of us, please come forward, take the mic, and pray, please. Okay. short prayer, please. a short prayer.
1: Of Panangi, Papa. Nearingly, I did see <laughs> Randary. How could either name the meter see Randary? No, I never asked my papa. How could it be the Kundercrab Landary? <laughs> you do I a I will and a baby in England will be over the moon. mole to one the near a Semua hati macam mama ke sana mana dapat. Orang hati orang narsis, <laughs> narsis <laughs> itu bawa tu mereka sih like it call and Thank
0: you, sister. Let's look to God. We will continue to intercede points. Father, we thank you for this we pray that you would hear all our cries. Father, we pray for those who are sick and suffering. We've been praying for them. Father, we pray that you would hear our cry continuously and we will hear good news from all of them. Lord, some of the names I bring before you, we pray for our Sister Shravanti. We pray that you would touch her. Lord, heal her completely, Lord, as she undergoes chemotherapy. Whatever be a condition, only you know. Be with the husband, the family meet all the needs. Very soon she will be out of the struggle. We pray for little Samuel. We pray there would be a complete healing in his body. His blood platelets will come to normal. He will respond to the treatment. And he will stand. He will live to declare the works of God. We bless the little boy. Lord we also remember Jonathan. Lord we thank you for the successful surgery. He will regain strength in his legs. And will be able to do all the activities normally. We pray that you would touch him, Lord. Lord, we pray there will not be any complications. You will give him courage. And even as he walks back again through physiotherapy, everything, Lord, master, will become normal. We also pray for our dear pastor. Lord, heal him completely, Father. We thank you for the gift of, Lord, healing you had given to him. And we look to you, Lord, all the side effects of these hard medicines will leave his body. And he will be ill and healthy. We pray for a miracle breakthrough. Lord, we pray for Danny. Lord, touch him, Lord. We thank you for keeping.